The views and opinions expressed during the following show are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect that of KPOV or High Desert Community Radio. She's a real woman with a real life. She's someone you can relate to. Open air with Don Newton. Something beautiful in my life is going down. Sweet, sweet, sweet love hey, welcome everyone. This is Open Air and I'm your host, Don Newton. Has the age of the dominant male passed? Women are starting to make more money, earn more college degrees, dominate more industries, and that's just the start. Today's men are rejecting macho stereotypes and are more actively parenting. But what does this mean for the future of masculinity? What kind of world will our sons grow up in? And is an entire generation being left behind in today's reverse gender gap? Peabody award-winning filmmaker and best-selling author Jack Myers joins me to discuss his new book, The Future of Men and Masculinity in the 21st Century. The book examines how masculinity is evolving in the new millennium, how the traditional roles of men and women are becoming blurred, and what young men can do to find their place in the world. Jack Myers, your latest book, The Future of Men, Masculinity in the 21st Century. First of all, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. And like Glad I said, to be with you. this work is very, it's very thought-provoking and very compelling, and it really opens the door for lots of discussion, which I'm sure you've been having a lot of discussions over this I, I have, and, and it's been enlightening because um, there, there are three general reactions uh, to, among women. Most women, I, I find, are really interested. They're engaged. They want to discuss uh, uh, their their realities in terms of relationships and their their home lives. They're, uh, 85% of heterosexual uh, long-term relationships that end are ended by women, and there are far more unmarried middle-aged women than, than ever before. Uh, there are also the responses from women who say, wait a second, we're, we've just begun to talk about women's issues, and we still have really serious issues of pay equality and why are we talking about men and and i understand that reaction but what's been most surprising to me is the reaction of men i I would say that seventy to eighty percent of the men who i uh... tell them i've written a book about the future of men say what you mean we have a future it's like this this it's not only dismissiveness but it's also like yeah you know we know that uh, women are taking over and uh, women are more and more dominant and they're they're not responding they're not understanding that there are young men out there who need their help well and it's interesting too because in the beginning of the book there's this one page where you say that we're in the midst of what may prove to be the greatest societal transformation in the history of humanity the transformation from male to female dominant. How did you come to write this book? Because I know you went on a tour, you were speaking, yeah. and I believe from that came yeah, that, what we have it, today. My last book was a book called Hooked Up, and it was about the first generation of young people to grow up with the Internet and with mobile and how that was changing their lives. And in my research into that generation, I, I discovered uh, 60% of college graduates for the last 10 years and into the foreseeable future are women, that women are dominating in the workplace, even though men still have a stranglehold on the C-suite and there's still pay inequality. Uh, In 13 of the top 15 growth industries, women hold uh, 60 to 70 percent of the total jobs. Uh, Women under 30 are out-earning young men under 30 by, uh, in some cities, as much as 20 percent. 
uh, women are staying in their careers longer, and there are more and more men who are uh, becoming stay-at-home dads or taking part-time jobs and uh, uh, caregivers. Uh, we're also not supporting uh, men in uh, the growth careers, the growth industries, as much as we're supporting women in the STEM careers. Uh, and in terms of the, the idea that the greatest transformation in the history of mankind, that's a, that's a huge statement, but if we think about the thousands of years that men have been dominant and the transformation that is taking place now, uh, realistically, with women becoming more and more uh, dominant, uh, the next thousand years, I believe, are going to be um, led by by women. And in many ways, uh, I think society is going to be better for it. Do you think the view comes from, is this men viewing themselves and how they view their own masculinity, or is this from both men and women, how they're viewing the concept of masculinity? Well, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, first of all, I think and, and it's not easy to answer, but it is both. Uh, the realities are that 40% uh, of children are growing up in fatherless homes. Most of the teachers today in, in schools are, are women. Uh, the images uh, of men in the media are uh, not positive or negative. There's tremendous societal support uh, for uh, women being able to move into any careers they like while men are still uh, not encouraged or supported if they go into the health, the education, the, the administrative, the literacy careers, the heel careers. Um, we're accepting women in all careers, but it's more and more, uh, it, it's still challenging when, you know, a ma male nurse walks in. Uh, they're either... Uh, <laughs> considered to be a doctor in one context, or but they're not accepted as a nurse, uh, so we have that confrontation. Uh, but, but I think we're, we're really going through a period where young men are much more tuned in uh, to the qualities that we'd consider to be feminine historically, the vulnerability, emotional openness, honesty, sensitivity. We're moving away from that, you know, man up, be a man, men don't cry, uh, men aren't sensitive uh, belief, but yet when young men come out of uh, school or into their jobs or into their workforce, they're still confronted by that old boys network. Uh, on the sports fields, they're still being told big boys don't cry and man up. Uh, so we've got that conflict in terms of who they are as men that, that are really confronting and confusing and conflicting a lot of young men today. You know, when we talk about, like, relationships, too, as far as that male role model, when we talk about a lot of young men that don't have a fatherly influence, they don't have that. Mm -hmm. is, is that the same thing? Are we talking about that, too, or are we just talking about the workforce? No, we're definitely talking about that, and, and I... I, I, I really describe it as men being caught in the crosshairs of a generational shift and kind of moving from the driver's seat into the passenger seat. And, and I like to joke that when they were driving, even if they didn't have the directions, they were in control and didn't need to ask. We know they didn't ask. But in relationships, there's no GPS, and men are not in control of relationships anymore in so many different ways. And men today, and especially young men, need guidance, uh, but they don't want to ask for them, even though they're confused and conflicted by the 
changes taking place in their relationships. If you look at politics, you look at entertainment, sports, a lot of our CEOs are men. We're seeing mm -hmm. this dominance here, but that's not really who you're gearing this for. You're gearing this for our younger men. Yeah, I'm not concerned about, you know, men my age and even, you know, men on over 30 uh, are, are in so many ways still living in a, in a male-dominated world. It's the future generations. It's the young men uh, in school today, young men coming out of high school, the young men who aren't graduating high school. Boys are 50% more likely to be failing math, science, and reading. Uh, we don't have educational support programs that encourage young men to go into uh, careers that have been traditionally considered more female-oriented. Uh, we, we had Title IX in sports, so we've had uh, in colleges the you know, girls' sports, uh, along with men's sports, with equal investments. Uh, we have uh, all kinds of programs, uh, 60 years of history of the women's movement, supporting uh, women and giving women guidance, direction, encouragement. Most corporations have women's groups, mentoring groups, supporting young women coming into their organizations, but there's no similar support groups for young men coming into organizations, corporations, uh, community groups, and even men, you know, men don't talk to men the way women talk to women. Women are open to mentoring and supporting, and men are, will, uh, you know, mentor, but the, the, the way they're men, men are mentoring young men is to engage them in the traditional contexts of uh, a man's role in, in a man's leadership, and, and instead of really recognizing the, the changes that are taking place in young men. Frankly, I, I think we need more women mentoring young men and, and corporations and organizations and helping guide them into uh, this new world that they're facing, which is uh, in, in 13 of the top 15 growth industries, uh, as I've said before, women are 60 to 70 percent of the employees. So most men are coming into jobs where the dominant uh, cohort group is female. How much of a role do you think social media is playing into this? Huge, huge. Social media, the Internet, uh, texting, mobile, has in, in many positive ways created a, a recognition of gender equality because online and in social media there is no gender. And we can certainly talk about sexting and some of the issues. We can talk about the angry men's groups that are dominating. We can talk about concerns in politics today with the backlash against uh, women's and, and women's rights, the concerns about pay equality. Uh, there are many, many issues, but so many of them are being fostered by our lack of attention to and focusing on young men and the issues that they're confronting and the realities they're facing and giving them better and more positive guidance. Well, I know, Jack, you touched on it earlier in the start of our discussion as far as women, the view of women. Are you getting much sympathy or empathy from women towards your book? More than from men. To be honest, I, I, I find that in, for the most part, women are really well aware of the challenges that uh, men in general are facing and the difficulties they're having in their own relationships and really connecting emotionally and openly with men, the lack of honesty among men. They really do care about the future of men. My, my challenge is 
uh, getting men to be more responsive uh, to the challenges being faced by younger men and, and finding better and more positive ways to help them as opposed to just saying, you know, man up, guy. Um, and, and media is a, has a major responsibility as well. Commercials and TV series uh, are really problematic in how men are presented. Do you think any of the reactions you're receiving, I mean, are you receiving any type of reactions where, you know, the raise of the eyebrow, I know some women kind of sit up a little straighter. I've watched some of the interviews when they when they talk to you about the book and um, kind of challenge that and look at that, oh, really, look at how long we've had to Absolutely. come to where we are. And, and, they're, and they're completely right, and I really uh, recognize and empathize with their point of view. Like We're not ready yet to start talking about men. We've still got a long way to go with the women's rights movements and women's pay equality. My position is very simple. If we don't start paying attention to younger men, and this is where I really focus in the book, if we don't start paying attention and focusing on the challenges, issues, confusion, and conflicts being faced by young men, then we're ignoring a crisis that ultimately will come to harm the women's movement because we'll be increasingly develop, uh, developing a lean-out generation of men who are not good marital partners, who are not staying in their families, who are undereducated and are um, not earning as much as they could or should be. And do you think some of these reactions might be different if this book had been written by a woman? <laughs> uh, you know, well, there, there are, there's a, a couple of new books out there talking about uh, the women's concern about uh, undereducated men, the lack of uh, women's lack of ability to find educated partners uh, who are who they consider to be educationally equal to them or even economically equal to them, and that book's been very successful, gotten a lot of press in the New York Times and and other and in magazines. Uh, it's been very difficult uh, for me as a man writing about men to get in a positive, uh, empathetic context to try to get attention for the book. So I do appreciate uh, that we're talking. What, what's your advice? You know, would, would this advice be to parents? Would this be to men under 30? What, how do we move forward and how do we make sense of this? But most importantly, young men who are feeling conflicted and confused need to understand it's not them. It, it, there, there are societal issues. And rather than... Uh, feeling that they need to demonstrate their masculinity by fighting back or being angry or, or demonstrating their hostility to feel good about their, the positive qualities they've had and engage in, with women. Uh, in the schools, uh, we really need to pay attention to the educational system from pre-K on forward. And young people who are coming into uh, careers, young men especially, need to go into teaching careers where they're desperately needed. They need to go into the uh, health and nursing careers where they're desperately needed and where their skills and competencies will be really valued. Um, and, and, and we need to really open up, I think, in corporations and young women need to lead this by taking many of these women's groups and women's mentoring groups and bring men into them. Uh, with women mentoring men and creating true gender equality in the corporations, uh, in, in the support initiatives and the support groups. 
Well, this, like I said, again, this work, it's, it's very thought provoking. There's lots of discussion here. And, and I think once we kind of set back, instead of trying to do the scorecard, which we all seem to do sometimes, mm -hmm. there was really a lot of content here that, that I think we might be overlooking as we move forward in our world. Thanks. And, and, I, and I think if, if we had more time and could talk about the media and advertising, that in and of itself is an eye-opener in terms of how men are, are portrayed as, as idiots or misogynists uh, in advertising and in television programming. Well, the book is The Future of Men, Masculinity in the 21st Century. Jeff Myers, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for the time. Open Air is written, produced, and hosted by Don Newton. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org.